I study the blinking contraptions that are bolted to the dashboard. My mind racing. Then why are you sitting in a cop car? There's a long pause. Nada, he says finally. It was a little misunderstanding. Nada? Everybody knows that the police are like teachers. They don't call your family about misunderstandings or to say what a great job you're doing. Lolo, I say. He pulls off his wireframe glasses and wipes them on his t-shirt. Fine, it's these glasses, he says in disgust. They're terrible. I've been telling Abuela to schedule me another appointment with the optometrist. Maybe now she'll listen. What do the glasses have to do with anything, I say? You're not making any sense. Welcome to the Can We Talk About This podcast, a podcast for middle grade readers by middle grade readers, stretching their empathetic muscles and eager to talk about the social issues that impact them. This podcast grew out of students' inherent need to understand the world around them and to construct this understanding through stories that include big topics and compelling, relatable characters. In this episode, our readers discuss the social issues within Meg Medina's middle grade novel, Mercy Suarez Changes Gear, the winner of the John Newbery Medal for 2019, published by Candlewick Press. Have you ever wondered what it's like to have frizzy hair, a wild imagination, and a bike fund? Meet Mercy Suarez, a 12-year-old girl with an older brother, two out-of-the-ordinary mischievous cousins, and a grandfather who's more like a best friend. Come along with Mercy on her adventure of learning that big things come in small packages and that life isn't always fair. It can surprise you in the best of worst of ways. By the end of the book, Mercy Suarez changes gears. You won't just think of Mercy as a character, you will think of her as a friend. In one part of the book, when people at Mercy School are all assigned to bring resources for a school project, eventually Mercy takes on the responsibility to bring one of the things, buttons, and she's almost underestimated. I wonder if that's because of her race. I wonder if it was more of a stereotype that people were, like, kind of inflicting on her, on Mercy, or if it was just maybe it, it was maybe it was just racism but i wonder if it might just have been that stereotype so i have another question that kind of relates to what we were just talking about about stereotypes um do you think that mercy was embarrassed by the idea of having someone over to her house like michael her sunshine buddy i get this impression because mercy's family is so open about their problems and things that happen throughout their lives I wonder if she didn't want to have Michael to see her family's poverty situation to like see like that they're not as fortunate that though they go to a fortunate school. I just don't think that Mercy wanted to like show him that much about herself. Yeah. Do you think that Mercy has a coping strategy for putting mean comments from her peers aside cuz throughout the book you see that there are certain girls like Edna who come up to her and will be like make fun of her like about her hair or the way she dresses definitely i think her i think her coping strategy was her family because her family was such a big part in the story to her and that's why like i think that's why when meg medina was like making this book she put lolo as such a big character Mm -hmm. because he helped her through so many times and not just him but her whole family like her crazy cousins and like yeah and those after school bike rides with her grandfather were really special Mm -hmm. to her too definitely 
Another part that I think is really important to talk about is when Mercy finds out that her grandfather has Alzheimer's disease. Like, everyone was sitting on the couch, so Mercy got super confused and started asking all these questions, like, why did all of a sudden, in the book, Lolo fall off his bike? So she was asking, like, why is Lolo all of a sudden, like, unstable on bike wheels? Why is he, like, taking the wrong set of twins home? Why are all these confusing and strange things happening that she doesn't know why? You could definitely tell that Mercy had no clue, like, that makes so much sense, but, like, why, almost? She had no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, oh, now it makes sense. He couldn't ride the bike because he couldn't stay stable. So I think that, like, one part in the book that relates to what you just said that I would like to discuss is when Lolo is put in the cop car. Do you think he was aware of what he did, or do you think he was just making excuses for it? So, my opinion, I think that, like, he could have been perfectly aware of what he had and just didn't want to talk about it, but the other idea that I have is he could have known that that was kind of creeping up on him and that he just kind of wanted to shove it aside and be like, I don't want to worry about this. I want to blame it on my glasses. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about that. I might have this problem and I don't know how to solve it. I know that Alzheimer's affects like sometimes your memory and all that. So I wonder if like he honestly did not know and so like he was mm-hmm. just like covering it up so that Mercy like wouldn't worry mm-hmm. or if it was that. Because Mercy, because lo- Lolo loves his grandchildren and he's always trying to make time for them and like always playing with them and having those afternoon bike rides with Mercy. Like he always has a designated time for each of them and then he didn't want that relationship to be ruined, I think. Speaking about Alzheimer's, do you think that Lolo's role in the family changed after the family found out he had Alzheimer's? Yes, I agree with that because I think that the family used to not worry about Lolo. Like I think he was kind of glue for he was kind of the glue for the family. Like everyone loved him and trusted him and I mean everyone still loved him after that obviously, but mm-hmm. I think that once that happened, people started to think that they needed to worry about him and like mm-hmm. protect him no matter what whereas before that he was almost kind of free they almost like depended on him mm-hmm. being like a strong family member who could yeah. always like fix them and like glue them all back together and make them a nice happy family yeah i agree with that because like everyone started worry about him so in addition to all the things that were already happening in the family like with mercy's project um, Abuela had to make costumes for Michael and Mercy. Like, all these things kind of had to be pushed away. And they had all these problems with Lolo compiling onto their shoulders so that they didn't really have any freedom anymore. They had to look after Lolo. I think they had freedom. I wonder if maybe some of their, like time almost was had Mm -hmm. to be like more devoted instead of like they're okay maybe if it was like Mm -hmm. oh let's see are you okay ideas can be not just in books and they Mm -hmm. like reflect on our community yes and it's almost like a mirror to some and a window for others yeah and I think that's really important to that we mm-hmm. need books. I personally have a grandfather 
that has Alzheimer's. I could really relate to Mercy, like, not in some of the parts in the books where she was, like, judged almost, but I mm-hmm. could relate to, like, her being affected by her family. I'm not affected negative by my grandfather, but I feel like it just makes, like, a toll almost. Like, yeah. It, like, takes a part away from them when, like, they have that disease. So and it's almost like a mirror for you. Like, you could look through yeah. it and see yourself in the book. Yeah, and so I really felt that this book, like, touched me, and, like, I could really see this as a mirror, like I brought mm-hmm. up. And I just, like, I really think that it's comforting that Meg Medina wrote this book, and it, like, it's so close to, like, what actually happened. My grandfather doesn't understand some things, and he gets, like, words confused and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that's my grandfather, and oh, that's Lolo. Yeah. It's like a light bulb in your head, like, oh, I can relate to that. Like, that makes total sense, and it's almost like... It's almost like I had, like, a more blurry mirror when I first started. But then, like, when I read this book, it's like, oh, that, like, brings, like, a clear sense to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I really felt comfort in in this book. I think it definitely has helped me to understand Alzheimer's way better than I did before. Because, like, I used to think of it as, like, I almost underestimated it. I underestimated the power of the disease, and after reading it through a little girl's perspective, having her grandfather have that disease and having her share her perspective on it, having someone else's say in it, I guess you could say, was really powerful for me because I personally can't relate, but I feel like I almost became Murphy's friend so I could help her relate. Mm -hmm. To go on for, like, the friend part, I think, like, I was her friend, too, because, like, oftentimes you go to, like, a friend that can relate to you and, like, can know you, and she was a real friend to me, if you know what I mean. Mercy is a friend to me. She, like, comforts me, like, thinking, oh, yeah, she has this, too. Though she's not an actual real person that can sit here next to me and, like, have a conversation with, she gave me an understanding that a real person basically could have. I felt, I almost felt sad leaving Mercy at the end of the book, but then, like, I realized that I have, that I've realized, like, so many people have that kind of thing going on in their life, in their life, so I can relate to them now. Like, I can be their friend and still have Mercy. After reading this book, I know I have some questions for the author. Is there yeah. any questions that you thought of for the author? Yes. So one of my questions was, do you have a past or present experience with Alzheimer's? And if so, is that why you decided to create the book, Mercy Suarez Changes Gears? Similarly to what you just said, where did the inspiration come to to write Mercy's character? Another question I have for Meg Medina is, was the bike that Mercy was continuously slaving up for in the book, was it almost like a timeline, like when Mercy knocked out Michael with the baseball? The thing she said before that was, that will be five more dollars to add to my bike fund, because I think she had a feeling that she was going to win. I have one last question for Meg Medina. 
In your thought process, did you have a whole plan to have soul painting incorporated from Flying Lessons as the base for Mercy's character and then go off from soul painting and then build on from there? Or did you make soul painting randomly and then build Mercy later on? And then kind of just based Mercy off of soul painting. Mercy Suarez Changes Gears by Meg Medina is published by Candlewick Press. The music in this episode is by Cambo and downloaded from Free Music Archive. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Can We Talk About This podcast. We look forward to bringing you more episodes of real student readers talking about real issues in the near future. Stay tuned.